Greetings. Before we get started, the Whole Ugly Truth crew wants to thank you very much for helping us to keep our show going. Despite their awesomeness, Jamie and Paula are not radio DJs, professional comedians, or celebrities. So it's only by your loyalty and sharing the show that the ugly truth continues to grow. So thanks, honorary Uggs, or hugs as we like to call you. We really appreciate the support. And now, on with the show. You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs. It's the Uggs. Jamie? Ew, ew, ew. I don't want to know that my mother puts her tongue in someone's mouth. And Paula? I ain't never in my life screwed responsibility. Ever. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, everybody. It's episode 131. in honor. <laughs> you know, I have to say, even though what? we aren't Catholic, they do yes. have great music. Like it's Catholics? It's, yeah, like the it's very although God, I love the Baptist. The Southern Baptists have their shit together. I love the Southern Baptist choirs. They more practically than twerk when they Hey, I if we're choosing religious tunes, I would go oh, with really? a Southern Baptist church choir in a minute over Catholic organ music. No, that's no, just I, me. No, I don't like the organs. I like the and this is gonna sound weird. I like the young boys that do like the, the opera singing. The I altar think- boys. Or the choir boys, or God, this sounds uh, awful. You know what? If if Dub was feeling really, really <laughs> cruel, he could like practically launch my arrest. I don't know, but anyways, I like the choir boys from the Catholics. But I thought it was strange. <laughs> they're singing. No. They're singing. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I'm trying though. to backpedal as much as possible. Once you get that stink, you can't remove it. But anyway, so when he was the Pope and the President were on like the lawn yesterday, mm-hmm. they did not do the traditional Catholic like music thing when the Pope was out. They actually no. had... It was like band music, like marching band music. It was gospel. It was, I think they were all African-American gospel singers. Right, right. Actually, that always makes me think of that scene in Forrest Gump where Forrest Gump was the only <laughs> person... <laughs> And the like, the Southern Baptist, you know, gospel singers. The only whitey. I always wanted to be one, but a gospel singer. I did. I just didn't know if I'd be allowed to. Paula, no, no, you would not. I, I no. I just no. <laughs> was curious. I don't think so. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not saying that they wouldn't, you know, enjoy your presence. I just don't know if they would put you in there. You'd be a distraction. <laughs> They'd hear me. I'd be like. Well, they'd be, it would be like, what's that, what's that nun movie with Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, Sister Act. Yeah, you'd be the one tiny white girl in the Sister Act. I know, right? Who all of a sudden opens her mouth and sounds like Whitney Houston, but you wouldn't. That's the thing. You wouldn't sound like Whitney Houston. Like, who who are we kidding? They'd be like, well, put her, you could put her in the back, but then she'll just be drowned out by everybody I'll probably get hit in the face by someone's butt. Someone's elbow. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. You just have to be in the row, you know, and enjoying it. A girl can dream. Yeah, we all have our dreams. I'll put that on my bucket list. I asked Daryl because, you know, he went to Catholic school for four years. Well, he needs to make up his damn mind because I can't. Okay, listen, he wasn't. What's next? Muslim? Listen, he went to a regular school. 
in the, in the East Bay. And then when he got to the middle school, his parents were school administrators and they knew that there was no appropriate school for at, at that time for educating kids. And so the best schools were private schools. So middle school, he went to a Pentecostal, which he absolutely hated. Right. We talked and then about he that. went from Pentecostal to Catholic because in the East Bay. Oh, because that's an even better transition. <laughs> Catholic school that, that I mean, everybody knows that Catholic schools have the best. You know, they do have the best of everything. But the, sometimes the worst of the worst end up in private schools because they keep getting kicked out of public schools. Yeah, really. Huh? But the advantage is that that at that time, the education was supremely better than anything he was going to get in a public school in Richmond, California. So that's where he nice. went. That's just the way it was, you know. And so, wasn't and, it an all-boys school, too? Yes. No? Yes, it was an all-boys school. He had Catholic father, whatever, what are they called? Fra- priests? They're the priests, I think right? So. Or I fathers think, or whatever. I think it's priest. All of his teachers were you know, of the cloth. And okay. he did have a couple that were great. You know, he got to go to Spain and see all of the amazing Catholic wow, churches in Spain. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't a, I think he had a very, he has very fond memories of his high school. You I know, and the, the sister high school or the, the high school that it wasn't the Catholic school, it was the public school, but they would sometimes do like dances. Oh. So that the boys would actually get to see what a girl looks so like. They could touch him, you know, balloon right. with it part, but exactly. still, you know, like touch them. Right. And so he <laughs> met his first girlfriend and, you know, oh, lost wow. his virginity in the Catholic school parking lot, you know. Wow. He wasted no time. Do any Catholic boys waste their time? Come on. Uh, Jamie, do any boys waste no, their time? No, it doesn't matter. None. They None lose their virginity in the back of a pickup truck, you know. Whatever. They'll and, do it at, at a party. Get it, they'll get it any way they can. It's because they don't have to be naked. <laughs> you know, That's I true. mean. They can just pull it down and be basically, done. Basically. But the girl is the mm-hmm. one that has to, you know, really Disrobe. be uninhibited and, and, you know. Somewhat, yeah. Have it all out. No, but, you know, it's been, so it's been two, three, almost three solid days of Pope coverage on the news. And I I understand because I, I asked Daryl, I go, is this like a historical visit or something? I mean, I'm not trying to diminish the power or the uh, placement of this person in the world as far as what religion goes. But I, I do I do recall popes coming to the United States before and it not being such a tremendous event. Well, I and think so- it's because we just genuinely don't understand you know, well, I do understand. Certain, I don't. Well, I mean, I do understand. Well, I so I said, is this a big? Why is this such a historical event? He goes, there's a shitload of Catholics in the United States, and is I said, there? I, oh yeah, and oh. I'm like, okay, I get that. I do understand that. But what I don't understand is why. I mean, it, I feel like I'm missing a piece. Like, why is this such a huge deal? Well, apparently, um, and I, I could be wrong. But this is the first time that a pope has come into the Congress and addressed the Congress people in the place in which they work. Okay. So, like, there's been popes invited many, many times, and they, they don't come. And this one actually came and addressed the legislature, everybody. And I guess that's never, ever happened before. And yeah. so I, apparently that's why it is. Now, look. I get I guess I understand because Catholicism is one of the most prominent religions in the world and this person their position is of the understanding that they are a direct line to 
God for Catholics. I get all of that. But I've never, ever heard of, I don't know, the head of the Mormon church or anybody else being invited to address politicians. So to me, it's like, okay, I guess I'm a cynic when it comes to religious things in general. I'm pretty cynical. But what is this guy going to say to these these horrible people that's going to make them change their mind on anything? Nothing. It's all, to me, just a big stage. And he's just putting out... I feel like he's actually being given talking points. Like, this is the things you have to say to these people. And and with the power of religion behind it. I guess you can take it... Either way, I mean, it, it it's definitely feel good. I think it's nice yeah. to have someone in a position of where they're they're genuinely their sole purpose is ministry and mm-hmm. you know spirituality. That you know, there's just something wholesome about it. You know? Well, you know, there's there are a lot of people like that. This gentleman has the privilege of being at the forefront of those types of characteristics, and he fights really, really hard to maintain that. And I think that's why people really, really warm up to him is he's he truly tries to maintain a humble appearance. And, you know, like he's turned down all these super fancy dinners. He's eating with the homeless tonight in I New mean, York. He and- got picked up in a Fiat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no limo for this dude. But I mean, so I, I appreciate that because you know what, regardless of your your faith or there should be more people who are humble if they're if they truly want to, you know, if they want people to be humble and kind, they should they too should be setting that example. And I think that he's attempting very diligently to set that example. And so I know that a lot of people who were raised Catholic, they're warming up to him. I mean, the thing is, is that's a blanket statement because there are, of course, many, many things that are being somewhat ignored in our very niched issued society you know (laughs) like they're pissed off about the saint he picked or they're pissed off about he's not addressing women very well and so there's all these little underlying complaints but overall i think it's a feel good it's a feel good thing and i for that i i think that's wonderful and he is a very predominant you know world leader in essence as far as he is a world leader you are correct and so i think that that is is probably a big i mean and you know we could ask why is the Pope such a big deal, but you know right. it's just it's been that way for forever, so, forever. And you, you know, know. E- I mean, even before England separated themselves from the Catholic Church, he's been a big deal. So well, it's been a, it's been hundreds and hundreds you of years. About some history there, Miss. Jeez. Hey, I keep up on my history if I can. I don't know. Absolutely. I, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. I just was informed the other what? day that all of this. Uh, debates and you know campaigns and all of that stuff yeah uh, we're not voting this november i'm the one that told you that <laughs> folio well that's what i'm saying is i'm the one that reminded you kindly well probably not that kindly that uh we have a whole freaking year these I'm people like, are they better get cracking i'm like there's no. so many of them i'm like and i'm no. you know the second Tuesday in November is going to be here before we know it. And <laughs> yeah. So, no, they have like, a whole year to be mean to each other and I know, <laughs> do but all I'm just their like, garbage. I wish I wasn't so dumb sometimes. You're not dumb. You just don't read anything. I just, all you have to do is I don't just... recall it being printed anywhere. Now, granted, <laughs> most people would probably not have to have something like that spelled out to them. 
But right. I'm just saying, I don't remember anyone ever saying, you know, in November 2016. Well, most people just know that in well, which the country in which they live. And I am I am not most. Listen, this is what you get for subscribing to a newspaper. You need to start looking on the internet for your news or Twitter for that matter. I do. D- you read the freaking B. You read the Sacramento no, Bee. No, I don't. The paper. I watch. I've been starting to watch the news in the morning, like the Today Show. Or you know what? I that's that's where this whole thing came from. Is I turn on the TV at like six in the morning to watch local news, and then when I'm getting ready to leave, I turn on the Today Show, and the first fifteen minutes are the headlines. It's like USA Today, right. just the basic headlines you need to know, right? Yeah. Internationally, even, and it's been freaking Pope. It's the Pope. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't want to sound disrespectful. I get it. But I'd like to know what's going on. I mean, I'd like to know what's happening in my world. Same thing when, uh, was it Prince William married Kate Middleton? Oh, Do you yes. remember? That was like two it weeks was long. Week. Oh, <laughs> God. It's like. Well, people stayed up all night to have parties. And, you know, like, because it wasn't on our time until like 4 a.m., I know. Uh, if you wanted to watch it live, I mean. I mean, and the thing is, is that I, I'm i starting to hate television news because they decide, they decide what they're going to tell me is the most important thing going on. And you know what? The Pope isn't the most important thing going on for me today. I'd like to know what's going on with the fires in our, in our state, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is, is that they took over the local news time. So I don't even know. All I know is that the Pope is getting into a fiat and he's standing in front of a hundred assholes. You know, I don't know what else is happening in my world. So I've got to go to fucking Twitter. I'm sick of it. To read about fires. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to think. And God bless you all and do the church thing. I mean, I get it, but come on. I've got work to do. I'm sorry. Well, the work you have work to do and the fires somehow impact your ability to do your job. No, I'm just I'm I'm ranting, you bitch. I'm okay. ranting. God, come on! You mean to tell me that if you woke up for the last three days and all you saw was the Pope getting in and out of vehicles, that that wouldn't be annoying to you? So you recall that I've told you <laughs> my short-term memory is not great. So yes. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Him talking to the president on the lawn and then driving around in the car <laughs> to the Congress all happened yesterday. This, this no, this morning. Today, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it did. Know. But I know what you're saying. I so you're I, saying. I, I, yes, t- two days to one person, one day to another. I will tell you this: don't even think that you can hide the fact when you have no more memory problems that you think you can kind of bullshit your way through the fact that you no longer have memory problems i don't know why one would want to i well because you could say oh well oh yeah i forgot about that oh was i supposed to do i forgot i completely forgot when about that have i ever i just skirted didn't want respons- to do it i have never in my <laughs> life skirted responsibility ever oh ever okay if you're anything like the uggs you must love shopping the ugly mall at uglytruth.com is a great place to do just that that's u-g-l-e-e truth.com thanks for your support Let's get back to the show. He said, let's get out of this town, drive out of the city, away from the crowds. So my stepdaughter's bridal shower was last weekend. And I would say, overall, I think it went very, very well. Oh, I think it went marvelous. I really Thank do. You. I was very worried. Natalie came up. First of all, Natalie, the bride, had been texting 
for 24 hours wanting to know when she could come over. She was so excited. Oh, were she, you guys keeping her away so she could well, see yeah. it? Well, oh, yeah. Okay. Because we had, I mean, like I told you last week, I rented chairs and tables and linens. I had a ton of food to prepare. I had, you know, decorating to do, which you saw how much it was. It was minimal, but it was pretty. No, it was lovely. I had flowers to buy. I mean, gifts to wrap. I mean, there was a lot to do. Oh, and of course, you know, clean the house. And I so, would have hired someone personally. Well, I would have had I not rented, you know, a room full of furniture. Actually, at my last baby shower when I was pregnant with Olivia, I actually had my carpets professionally cleaned, I think, yeah. because, you know, when you have animals and stuff. Oh, sure. Well, I would have had I had carpet, but no, it was oh, just, so you know, uh, Daryl was really lovely and he helped me. You know, we cleaned. We were decorating and setting up until like one or two in the morning the day before. I know. Remember how I told you it was like 1130 and I was going to message you like, so uh, how you doing? I know you should have because I would have been like, terrible. Come over here. Help. I know. I would have brought you an Ativan. No, I know. Right. And thank you for bringing some, by the way. Yeah. So so the thing went off without a hitch. Everybody showed up. Of course, Natalie showed up literally 50 minutes before the start time because she simply could not wait any longer. She wanted to be there. Hey, better early than late. Absolutely. So she she was completely overwhelmed. She could not believe how different the house looked, you know, how much Aww. effort went in. And she was so happy with everything. And that that's all that matters. That's good. Anything I mean, else after that was fine. You know, I'm so it glad she was grateful. Oh, God. She was so grateful. And so that, to me, was the, the only thing that really mattered. I didn't want her to be disappointed whatsoever. And she wasn't. Everybody came. Her, her mother and friend uh, showed up 10 minutes after Natalie got there. And that oh, was okay. a- that was awkward because oh, the- they it? were the only ones there. So it was oh, Natalie and her mom yeah. and so you have to, like, and her friend. The time. Well, I would have just pretended that I had <laughs> things to do in the kitchen, and then like, I did. Let Natalie talked to them in the other room. Well, I I did have things to do. That was the thing is that I waited till the very last minute to put together the beverages because I want everything to be cold. So I was making <laughs> sangria yes. in the kitchen. What? No, I'm laughing because. What? <laughs> when I got there, mm-hmm. I was really thirsty. And so I went over to um, the area. Yes. And Stephanie was talking to me. And I got a big plastic cup. And I, from the pitcher, I just oh. poured like a big glass of <laughs> what I thought was like water. You know, like, juice. yeah, like, you know, fruity water or something like that. And mm-hmm. Stephanie's like, uh, so you you drinking today, huh? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, that's sangria. She's like, that's all Prosecco. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking at all. I'm like, I just no. wanted some water. And no, the big, huge jug with lemons and limes was the water. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll dump it back in. And Stephanie's like, no, 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 just give it to me. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'll take yours. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like red solo cup. You know, it wasn't it was like a giant It wasn't in one of the little dainty glasses everybody no. else was drinking. No, no, know? the wine glasses. And that was the other thing is I was freaking out because I almost went with real china and and silverware because I'm like I want this to be perfect. And so I really thought about doing all real plates and silver and and you know everybody got real napkins yeah wine glasses were out i wanted it to be like re- the real deal but then i'm like you know what then i've got to wash all of it i mean it's like 30 plates you know i'm like i, I know that's not much but that seems that's a lot of work you know after well, yeah. the fact no it is a lot of work especially and the plates when, and stuff i got were really when, nice 
No, I loved them. Oh, they were, okay. in fact, I was afraid to like you know dirty it because I was oh. just like same thing with the napkins because I'm like, did she rent these too? No, no, no. Because you know you can rent that stuff. So I was just like, yeah. I don't want to get anything gross. No, and- no. So Natalie's mom and friend and Natalie are in the front room, and then uh, her friend wants to introduce herself to me because we've seen each other a million times, but we've never formally you know, met. No, and so I'm in the kitchen cutting up oranges, <laughs> and so. She comes into the food area, and I come out of the kitchen leading into the food area, and I'm holding a knife. Oh, fabulous. And I walk in with my giant global knife. Hi. And I said, I'd love to shake your hand, but I have oranges, like, literally all over (laughs) myself. And she's looking at me. Her mom is looking at the knife, and I'm like... You're like, I I carried a watermelon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm cutting oranges. Sorry. And I turn around and walk away, and I'm like, well, that's that was a good introduction. Nice job, Jamie. So... Luckily, people started to come in. And I, of course, per the huge, I texted everybody going, where are you people? I need you guys to get here. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for everyone. I'm not, I know how difficult it must have been for Natalie's mother to come to our home. It, oh, my God. I give her props for it. I appreciate it. I think that's probably even harder than, like, inviting her to your home. That's, I mean, that's just my humble opinion. I think it's probably equal. <laughs> I don't think I, don't I could bear the thought of going into, you know, my ex's home with, you know, all their things. And, yeah. and not to mention, I mean, Jamie, and we've mentioned this repeatedly, well, you have a, a, a gorgeous home. Well, it's, it's a lovely home. Well, and thank so you. I, I don't feel that way when I'm in it, but I know what you're saying. But to an outsider to come in and see, you know, this yeah. palatial, you know, <laughs> The home and big. all these you know children and grandchildren and you know you know i know. I, I think that had to have been so hard and you know what um i would be remiss if i wasn't honest and told you that i was really really glad because you're a bitch jamie i'm a total That's asshole why you are look we all have our history with women <laughs> sure some oh, of us God. you know uh. i i mean come on we we all have dealt with our exes or old friends or whatever and i'm not alone there are women out there that go girl i know exactly what you're oh, talking no. about i'm with i've got my I've... asshole i mean we all have issues with women in our lives because we are women and that's just the way it works but i will say again i admire her for coming because i'm sure she would rather stick a needle in her eye than come into our home and celebrate her daughter's bridal impending marriage at our house i mean it can't it could not have been easy it just goes to show how much you both love natalie right have a fondness for Natalie. i mean obviously you know natalie's her daughter so she's gonna love her but you know she it just goes to show how much she loves natalie and you know the thing is honestly i did not feel uncomfortable there was well my ugly and awkward moment obviously that occurred um but other than that you know i really felt great mom had a great time she was just in love with the fact that all the kids were there yes natalie got some lovely gifts everybody was really pleased with the mad lib thing which I thought was great. Yeah, played- no, that was fun. I mean, with the exception of uh, the one that Mackenzie and Stephanie concocted. Stephanie concoct- wrote. Yes, they're say, filthy concocted. One. Yes, they're filthy Mad Lib. But you know Gosh. what? That's what I was going to say. This is a bridal shower. Nobody's virginal here. Marriage is about sex. That is well, a, ma- a big part of it. And Natalie is, you know, she didn't have a problem saying anything. No, she read everything. Yeah. And so, you know what? 
why why did I have a pro- I didn't have I a problem. You know, I think I was I just get nervous around mom because I know yeah. how conservative mom is and you know, mm-hmm. saying the words like ejaculation <laughs> and suck in front and, of your mother. You know, in front of her, it's just like, you know, <laughs> this know. is the woman that still believes oral sex is a homosexual act. <laughs> so We I don't mean, know if that's true anymore. Well, I'm she not may a, have changed her stance. Well, I'm we not have a, no idea. I'm, I'm not about to ask her. So. Well, I'm not. Are you kidding? When I was 13 years old, I asked her if she gave blowjobs. <laughs> I asked her one time if she... Because I didn't know. <laughs> well, I did didn't she, know what one was. What did she say? Because we didn't have the internet back then. So I didn't know what a blowjob was. So what did she say? Well, her neck got very, very red. I was like, did she slap you? <laughs> no. In fact, I made sure I was very far away from her. She was sitting on the couch and I was sitting on a chair. I mean, I knew it was a sexual act, but I didn't know what it was. And I Were go, Mom, her I and something. dad still married? No. Oh, okay. And I asked her, I said, I have something to ask you, but I'm embarrassed. And she goes, you can ask me anything you want. And I'm like, okay. She always says that. And it's such a lie. Well, of course it is. And so I, I, I think she likes to believe that you can ask her anything. Sometimes when, you know, the things that we say, it's sometimes so far I away. think that she doesn't even know what it is. Well, what's funny is, is she'll be like, you can ask me anything you want. It's like, I'm a today woman. I went through, I lived through the ERA and so the civil rights movement. I marched, you know, that's the kind of woman I am. And, it, you know, it is true to a degree. But I said. And she was married to dad for a long time. So I yes. have no reservations that <sighs> he probably that. had her oh, do a. You know, some, listen, some saucy things. Are you kidding me? Do you really think that our father made our mother do anything she wouldn't, didn't, wouldn't want to do? I mean, be real. Mom used to be a lot more. She submissive. was not passive like that. I don't, don't think she wouldn't. No. Well, no. So I asked her. I said, "Well, have you given or have you done a blowjob?" And she just looked at me and she looked away and her neck got incredibly red. She's I like, imagine her eyes were the size of like, you know, <laughs> bowling balls. She's probably sitting there turning around going, I am going to call her father immediately and find out why well, she even asked about this. I'm surprised she didn't, you know, quip. Where did you hear that? Well, it, I she, she did. And I said, well, friends, I mean, it, we were, you know, it's one of those things where someone discovered it because, like I said, no Internet back then. And somebody's dad must have had like a filthy magazine. And saw it, or well, somebody got HBO, and, and it's happening know. even younger. And that's why Victor, you know, had the talk with Ryan because well, he, he needs says, to know he's not that young. He should have known by then. He's nine. Yeah, that's normal. But that's that is a very normal so thing to me. I thought that was like you know too young. But Victor's like no. Paula. He says seriously. He's like he's in fourth grade. He's like if you if I don't tell him, he says before the year is up, someone else will. They do sex education in fourth and fifth and sixth. I that's thought they when just they talked it. about getting hair on their balls and yeah, you no. know, oh erections. god, you know what? Whatever, mother, you don't even know. <laughs> god, it's awful. But anyway. I don't recall exactly what she said other than, well, that's a private thing that people do, you know, during sex or something like that. But she did not explain to me what it was. I dropped it and we moved on with our lives. But yeah, I asked her a question. I asked her if her and um, our stepdad, because they were I think they were dating at the time. I asked her if her and our stepdad French kissed. And she told (laughs) me that was that was none of my business. Well, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, well, all right. That is none of your business. And I'm that like, like so I true. need to know. I can just look out the window and watch you guys sitting on the freaking... <laughs> uh... I'll grow... You know what? Ew. 
Ew, ew, ew. I don't want to know that my mother puts her tongue in someone's mouth. I don't think she did. She, you know what? You need to get over this puritanical view you have of our mom. I don't understand it. You just want it to be this way. It's not that I want, I really believe it's that way. I think you're very, very wrong. I'm not saying that I don't believe she has sex or something like that. Although part of me thinks that she may not. She might pass it off as like, you know, a side effect of an illness or something like that. You know what? I don't want to get into this, but I will tell you that we had a discussion once. Oh, God. She's not the problem. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about it. Well, that doesn't surprise me. She has me. a lovely libido. We get it from somewhere. I'm, I'm sure. And it sure. wasn't all our father. That's all I'm saying. She is Irish, you realize. I mean, it's not like we're dealing with some nun. No, She's, that's true. That's true. That's all I'm going to say about it. Well, that's okay. So, yes, I, I feel that the bridal shower went off without a hitch. We, we built wedding dresses with toilet paper. Everybody ate all the food. It was lovely. Uh, we went through three pictures of sangria, which is always wonderful. And I thought it was a real overall, I thought it was a really fun visit and a fun party, I should say. It was a great party. Natalie did get the accolades and the congrats. And we all wrote down on a piece of paper words of advice for a good marriage or a good relationship. How many tags did you do? I did one. Okay. Someone gave me two and I couldn't come up with. Well, you could do as many as you one. wanted, but one was the minimum. And well, she, Natalie I mean, was like, am I supposed to read these? I'm like, no, you don't have to read them. I mean, they could be whatever you want. So. And of course, your daughter, your twenty-year-old oh, daughter, her words of advice were a uh, swallow. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm like, that. I'm like, at least add on Christmas or your or birthday, birthday at the end. <laughs> so it was fun. Now we have to transition to the wedding, which is in like two or three weeks. I know. And I was given the information, the intel, just yesterday that the mother of the bride has changed her dress. She had one dress color. It was a navy blue. And she's changed it to a different blue. It's like a teal color. Okay. Which is okay. Because I was never going to wear teal. But everything that I really liked was navy blue. So I was really struggling. Well, where did you go? Because I... So I finished up with Olivia in the sense that I got her shoes and tights. Right. And so we got Ryan dress shoes. Now, Ryan, he's... Thank goodness, since he's been playing football, he's thinned out. So now he yes. doesn't look like such a little cholo when he tries on <laughs> clothes. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to say, like, he's like, how does this look? And I want to say, you look like a cholo ready for Easter. But, you know, <laughs> I can't so say that to my nine-year-old. Listen, all boys look a little awkward in suits. Well, they it's just, just do. like their legs are short. Like, it, well, they, it kind of midgetizes them or it something. It does, because they're, well, they're, they're growing. So they're not, their proportions aren't always proper Uh, yeah everything's off a little well what about you though i don't really care about the children as much so i can shop online for like for hours a day and but the problem is is that when you're going to an event like this you just have to know the fit and so it's not the kind of thing that you can order and just bank that it's gonna fit and so I ventured out. I I do it like the U.S. does with terrorist threats. Like I start with like <laughs> lower levels of danger, and right. then you know, work your way up. Literally, to the like red two zone. days or a day before the reading, we're like you know, code orange or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying not to do that because I don't I don't want to do what I did at the last wedding I went to, where it's like I literally was just like 
you know, shopping the day of the wedding, like hours. Everybody does it. Luckily, luckily, I'm not the mother of the bride because if I was, I'd be fucked because I'm the worst when it comes to trying to find the perfect dress. But because I'm the wife of the dad, it's a little less pressure and I don't have to be as formal. Now, Daryl is wearing a tux. But you're still going to be in all those pictures. I will. But but Daryl's wearing a tuxedo, so I can't go too casual uh, as far as nice dresses because it will look weird. But I'm also not going to go super formal because I'm not the mother of the bride and nor would I probably ever go super formal anyway for this. So I've been window shopping online quite a bit. I have found I found a dress that I really, really like. It's really pretty. And I sent it Where to Daryl. It? It's a it's a DVF, but it's not the wrap dress. It's a Diane von Furstenberg dress. Well, how much is that? It's it's not cheap, but this is but understand I'm not attending a wedding as a guest. I'm attending a wedding that I'm true, a part of. True. So I, true. I get I'm allowed a little more of a budget than the average guest. Like you don't I would never buy a three hundred dollar dress for just going to a wedding. I would find something I liked at Macy's or, you know, what or you know, Kohl's or whatever and just wear that. You know what I mean? I, I was thinking more like cocktail dress yeah, and absolutely. so but i mean i i i actually attempted and went to a store the other day and they have inexpensive dresses but they're pretty like i don't know they're they're pretty hip and so you know they don't look so like <laughs> they're hip jersey knit wrap you know mm-hmm. with like a high neck i mean i just right. I'm, I'm not doing that and so i tried on the size that I thought I was, which of course is not the size that I am. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm at least I'm I'm coming to terms with what I'm dealing with. Yes. And so I will probably I just don't know when because, you know, with Victor, he got sent to those fires. And so he was gone for four days mm-hmm. unexpectedly. And right. so I was going to attempt to go to the mall because I'm like, right. all right, I think I just need to, like, get out there and just start looking at some things. Which there is none. But that's what I was saying is is yeah. that everything right now, because they haven't really introduced their uh, fall attire. Right. And and we live in California. I mean, I can't wear a sweater dress to, no. you know, it, You know what? It's, it's so frustrating because I, w- I, too, went out and I, Malia, um, her homecoming is this weekend. And so we got her a dress a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll just look and see if there's anything here because the Macy's this was a bigger Macy's they have a formal wear section so I thought I'm sure there'll be something nothing not nothing not even Macy's really no and I was so like well this like, is no, why they're like online. notorious for their clearance rack with like Mm-mm. homecoming dresses yeah or but what am I gonna do wear a homecoming dress no I'm thing? not saying that but I'm just saying no. that yeah I've I've had, I in the past at least, I had a lot of luck with, you know, s- some of their clearance. Right. Items. So, I mean, ultimately what's going to end up happening is I'm going to go to a store. I'm going to try on some sizes. I'm going to go online, find the brand, and buy it because there's nothing in the stores right now. Right. Some people have their fall stuff out, but no. It, it's like, look, we all want it to be cold. We all want it to be this way. And the thing with California, specifically Northern California, you may be clearancing out all of your tank tops and sundresses, but mm-hmm. in two days, it's going to be 60 degrees and there's going to be nothing because people are going to flock to the stores and pick up every tiny sweater that's available and then we'll all have to freeze 
for a month before you guys can get your actual clothes in. It's like a light switch. Mm-hmm. The week before, either the week before Halloween or the week of Halloween, it like instantly gets in like the fifties. <laughs> I know, and all of a sudden you're like, "What the hell?" It's and so, so cold. you know, yeah, the Halloween costume that was so cute that you had, you know, <laughs> the tank top with like the short skirt and all and that stuff. Suddenly you're out there, you know, freezing your tits off, and <laughs> it's true, you know, wearing some old, you know, cat peed sweater that's in the back of your car because <laughs> you're like, it's cold. Because you're like, I'll wear anything right now. Anything on my body at this point my god it's true they fool us and the they kids are like us. we're cold it's like you know. well i know i'm so sorry i, I and they're wearing really. sweatshirts over their little costumes because you bought them in august i know are you kidding me by the time their costumes are on their bodies they're so tattered and dirty because they've, they've been, wearing, been them. wearing them for two weeks i know, you know and playing in them and all that stuff so i'm just like oh well and i'm like it's it's dark outside no one's gonna yeah. see you Know, Except for the true. people that are trying, like, oh, what are you, a, a, a homeless person or a hobo? <laughs> How cute! <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, so, so yes, yeah, so somehow you and I will find rags to put on our body and attend this wedding. You are going to be an absolute mess when Daryl is walking her down the aisle and he's giving her away. I'm already getting throaty. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I'm already doing it. I don't know what we can do, like put a muzzle on you or something. But I mean, I'm not going to do anything. You'll do what you always do. You'll grab your nose really fast or something (laughs) and, you know, try not to cry. Well, I, you know what? The fact is, is that I've got to look as fabulous as possible. So our vanity can take over sometimes. <laughs> I can't look like a mess. Yeah. I can't have all of my, you know, my two hour eye makeup be washed away because I've overcome with emotion. Yeah, really. I, I just that that just can't happen. So no. no, I will not allow that. You will be com- <laughs> completely composed or completely or completely sedated. I will be an ice queen. I'm just going to sit there and think of dead pets or something else. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not going to think of of this. But. No, it's true. Anyway, moving on. And so, of course, we'll have the recap of the whole thing after the wedding occurs. I'm sure there will be much to discuss. Yes. Olivia has been practicing her hardest. Um, her She's not a... Um, she must take <laughs> after Victor's side of the family because she's a, not, a natural dancer. Oh. Well, this should be fun. So she's try- she's had me show her YouTube videos and she's practicing routines and things. And well, good so- for her. She'll be the life of the party. Because all she knows is the gangnam style. And I said, Olivia, I'm like, you can't just do that dance. <gasps> well, don't I'm teach like- her how to twerk or anything weird like that. Just have her move her little body. They were doing something like a whip and a nene or something like that. And I don't I'm like- know what that, you know, what I read that. I have no idea what that means. And I'm just like, if you guys want to do it, that's fine. But, you know... <laughs> It, it doesn't look like you're doing anything. It just looks like you're waving your hand in the air. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't get it. Okay, so before we move on to our ugly and awkward moments, I wanted to tell you about, I don't even know how I got this article, but I, but I clicked on this link and I was reading this article. This is like really old, but it is an article. It says 24 dudes. It says dudes, so that tells you how legit it is. You know what? Just, just when I read the title of this <laughs> yes. and I'm like, Okay, this article is already invalid because as long as they can put it in somewhere where it's warm and wet, unless the girl gets nuts, they're going to keep doing it. Right. So it says 24 dudes share the red flags they use to identify crazy girls. Now, listen, nowhere does it say I still won't have sex with her. Okay. It just says 
this is how I know they're crazy. I'm just saying, I don't know any guys that go out there and, like, literally shop for Mrs. Wright. I'm no. like, that's... No, no, no. They usually fall into it, and they all start the same. What I'm, I've am i learned over my years is, you know, it's some fuck buddy or something like that. And then right. either she gets pregnant or, you know, you're just like, well, I don't want to break up. But, you know, but she, said we, she said we had to either get engaged or break up. And he's like, well, I don't want to break up, but I don't really want to get engaged. So they're like, well, what did you do? He's like, well, we got engaged. We're engaged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell them to you. And I was thinking when I read this, I'm thinking, God, I, I too have red flags. Well, of for, course we do. For crazy men. We but, don't follow them, but... No, but I... Well, I do. You don't. But I mean, I'm just saying that there are red flags for potential mates. And I'm just people. telling you, you and your little red flags can have, you know, mediocre sex. I'm having mind-blowing sex. Well, that's interesting that you say that. <laughs> and I don't follow red flags. No, you don't. Which is... Which it will be interesting when I go through this quick list. Okay, now you can good. you can say whatever you want. There's, I'm not gonna <laughs> you know whatever. The first red flag is she's a victim, and it's somewhat it's a woman who plays a victim constantly. Uh, everyone is against me, you know that kind of behavior, you know that kind of attitude. Yeah. Like she's I never. I don't think not. we have any of those in our family. No, God, no, we're not victims. No, no, no God, no. no. We, but we, I know the idea the the damsel in distress, basically. Well, it's not even that. It's more like, you know. Life just happens to me, and I don't understand it. I got you know? fired, but it wasn't even my fault. I don't even understand it. You know, everybody's always against me. I don't understand. And it's the same thing. I hate the drama. And yet they, it says, I don't cause drama, but it always seems to find me. You know, that girl. Oh, God, I hate that girl. There's always drama. Yeah, that's that's a crazy girl. That, these are what they're saying. I'm not agreeing necessarily. I wonder I'm just if I am that girl, though. I always am having something traumatic happening in my life. Yeah, maybe you are that girl. I might be. Okay, the next one is girls who love horses. I thought this was funny. This is some rich man, I think, who says this. It says, women who are crazy about horses are essentially rich cat cat ladies. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I know know there are some people who have things about horses. I wouldn't classify them as crazy, though. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've never met a, I've never met a person who has a whole lot of horses and they're obsessed with them. I mean, maybe people who interact with those at that level, they would say, "Oh yeah, absolutely." I mean, I guess it, Joanne I, has five horses and it's it, she she does everything but fuck them. I mean, I've, it's possible. I have seen people like like treat their horses like their children, and well, I mean that's a little peculiar because yeah, I'm like, you know, that's it a could really, be a. Re- that's a really large animal. And <laughs> yes, you know, it's and, and as you say that and kiss its nose, I'm like, its tail is raised and it's taking a dump. So <laughs> I mean, I'm just and, and yeah. you're going to clean it now. Here's the other thing. We're trying to look at this as an, in a male perspective, which I really struggle with, is a man is looking at a woman who's obsessed with horses. Maybe men just don't like horses. Well, they have really large penises. Really so you, large. Do you think they're threatened? Maybe. We're all animals. It's possible. So they're like, red flag, she'll never be satisfied. Jeez. And then let's see. Oh, the trifecta. Everyone doesn't like me. My family won't even talk to me. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. That, like, that, you know, that is a red flag for someone who's a bit nutty, who does behave poorly. 
guys just don't like negativity because they somehow that's think that's what it that seems like right they want someone who doesn't rock the boat someone mm-hmm. who's fun to be around and they can have sex with that's that's pretty much what they want yes the original nsa if after dating for a few days she starts looking through your phone without permission oh my god the original you know stalker essentially the one wanting to know all your business that's inappropriate well it's a red flag I mean, look, in this day That's and age... That's more than a red flag. That's well, like that's a crazy. Freaking, that's, that's a deal breaker. Yes. The premise of Googling someone that you're going to go out on a date with for the first time is not creepy to me. I think that's safety. But once you've been dating, to start going through their phone or something, I would never do that. So I'll admit to this, that one time I was out to dinner with this guy, but mm-hmm. we had been dating for a while, and... He went outside to smoke and he left his phone on the table. And so I took his phone and I read like his text messages. Yeah. And I think at that point, I did suspect that he had a wife. <gasps> did he? Yes. This oh. was the married one. Oh, dear. Well, so you're crazy, but you had an inclination. It- It just was weird to me. And so I suspected. And so I looked. And the reason how I figured it out is he had been to New York on a trip. Mm. And um, I had said, yeah, send me a picture of uh, Central Park. And so he sent me a picture of Central Park. Well, he sent her a picture of Central Park as well. And then it said, like, you know, love you or something like that. Ew. And so by this point, I already knew he was moving. And so I'm just like, well, I'm like, he's pretty good in bed, though. So I'm like, I'll keep screwing him until Until he he leaves. leaves. (laughs) That's a good idea. Yeah. This one is funny because I I, I don't really know because I don't do this a whole lot. Because I I do mine for comedic effect. I don't do it for seriousness. But it says... I have always noticed women that post those dramatic Facebook memes, quotes, or pictures. For example, sometimes two people need to be lost in order to find each other again with a background picture of a sunset. Yeah, those bitches are crazy. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that... I think that's a light crazy. That's not a heavy crazy. I think everything in moderation. So, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I do know some people that clearly they're trying to get across to someone... They're that, making a point. That day. A passive aggressive point. So they've posted, you know, like 15 in a row or something. And <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, I get it. You know, I get you, it. You're, you're in a fight. You guys are having a fight, <laughs> right? Yes. But I mean, I think one like every once in a while, you know, isn't terrible if you find it, you know, inspiring. But I suppose. Whatever. This one's interesting because I don't do online dating. But this one says that a guy says, if you meet on a dating site and her profile states that she's not looking for a fuck buddy, yet she Shortly after you start talking, she starts sending you naughty pictures. When you haven't even met face to face yet, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's that's like pretty misleading. Well, not only that, but that means she could go either way as far as like, you know, yeah, I totally just want to be trashy with you and then go, you were using me. I told you I didn't want this. You know, that's crazy. Dating is so awful. I know. Well... You know what? I really, I will be honest with you. I just didn't do a lot of traditional dating. One, the very last time somebody asked me out, I canceled on him. Oh, because <laughs> I told you I canceled on him because I'm like, God, I just, I called him and I said, you know, you're so nice. And he had asked me out for a really long time. Off oh, and on. yeah. You told me about that one. And I finally, it was like 
four hours before he was coming to pick me up. <laughs> and he just had that, that and I ca- sick feeling in your stomach, like, I'm just I don't like, want to do this. I did. I did not want to do it. And he was, like, the ni- as nice as could be. But he was, like, like a vanilla wafer to me. I just didn't want to <laughs> spend my time. It was, like, a waste. So the only other – there's only a – there's a few other ones, but – Something like treating service workers poorly, I would agree with that, and that That's goes both ways for anyone. Yeah, yeah, that goes both ways. That's I, I so do not, inappropriate. I do not like that. Okay, so what else besides service workers? Well, the final one is a good rule of thumb: is crazy in bed means crazy in the head. Well, I don't agree. I do, but you know what? I've never had a man walk away after sex with me, ever. I'm just telling you, most of the ones that I've been with, uh, I usually get, and maybe this is just like a guy thing, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I usually get the label like top three, top two, best they ever had. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is that, I mean, they could be lying to me, of course, because they just want it again. But every ex-boyfriend I've ever had has always begged for a second chance within a couple of weeks of breaking up. And I attribute that to good sex. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would call it crazy. I wouldn't call it crazy. Like I'm not sticking beer bottles up their ass or anything. But you know, it's good. It's good. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Go to UGLEETruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now back to the truth. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And mama cooked the breakfast with no hog. I got my girl. Well, let's go to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Okay, so mine is not necessarily an awkward moment. But it's, I would call it an ugly moment. And it's something that has been done by many generations of ugly women. Okay. So as I've discussed, I think, in the past that, you know, my daughter is struggling in school. Yes. And so, you know, we get these notes sent home saying, like, you know, with a list of, you know, the test that they gave her and they said, you know, she needs to be up to blah, blah, blah by October. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll send another one home and says, if not up to blah, blah, blah by October, then she'll get a C plus. And, right. you know, and I'm like, all these, all these little veiled threats. Right. So last night we were doing homework and I counted and she had 10 pages of math and then she had five pages of, like, writing words or identifying the words or whatever. And then she's supposed to do three spelling activities and then one writing assignment. Okay. And so she gets her packet on a, a Friday, and then it has to be turned in the following Friday. Friday. Okay, so they have seven days to do it. Oh, not to mention she has to read one book every night, too. And so... Maybe I'm just complaining, but I, I just feel like that is so excessive. It's not, but I but I understand when when it's it's only feels overwhelming when you have a child who's already struggling. If right. it's easy, most kids can finish that packet in two days. They probably could. Yeah. Right. I mean and, and I think I that's get the thing is is, you know, when we had Ryan, you know, I don't remember it being 
Actually, I do remember it being a little bit of a struggle because, I mean, it's just a lot of work to ask of a six-year-old. But, sure, sure. You know, that's my opinion. So, anyways, we were doing her homework last night. She did, you know, three or four pages. And then she says, you know, can I be done now? And I said, yeah, that's fine. Because, you know, everything you read says not to push him beyond a half an hour. Okay. So, I'm sitting there last night and... Um, I was talking to Victor on the phone and I said, I just don't know how we're going to get this packet done and how, you know, she's at school all day. Then she has to come home and do all this homework. And then, you know, it's still not enough time to complete the packet because, you know, there's so many pages. And so he says, well, if she gets it on Friday, he says, she's just, we're just going to have to start having her do homework on Saturday and Sunday. Right. And I'm like, so she's going to be doing homework seven days a week. And so... I hung up the phone and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? This is bullshit. This is absolute (laughs) bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, give me that fucking pencil. So she was in bed. I did five pages of her homework. I've done it. And I didn't even feel bad. I'm like, you know, fuck you, school, because it's a lot of it is repetitive. Well, you know, and, and every kid is different. And, you know, your child's limits. You and I have talked off the show. Right. Some of the things you're going to probably have to do so that she doesn't hate school for 12 years. Right. You you have to do it. It sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, you want your kid to, you want to do your kid's homework for 12 years or do you want to, which our mother and me and everyone has done on occasion. That's what I'm saying. I remember you did a project oh, yeah. for your daughter. Oh, Mom yeah. did a project for you. Yep. You know, I did a project for Ryan. And you definitely so... hit your, your kids hit a limit, but but the parent hits the limit, and you go, you know what? Screw you, Mrs. Smith. That's basically what I. And this is on the tales of you know me getting an email saying they want to have an academic conference with me and Victor, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, fuck everybody, <laughs> fuck the world. Yeah, like I I don't leave my kid alone for five minutes, will you? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I will do. So I put the pencil in my left hand when I did it to make it oh look my like God. it was a child. <laughs> I totally have done that. I have absolutely done that. Because you want to make it look as kid-like. You want to make it look like they're chicken the scratches. The last thing I want possible. is a note sent home. Parents, remember not to do your children's homework. Well, what happens is the ugly the ugly mom comes out. The ugh mom comes out because well, I that's, remember. That's what I was going to say is, is what happens to an ugh when they get cornered? Well, they they fight and and they find a way out, or and they don't, re- or run. they or they rebel, or they rebel, they rebel. We're so the worst. That's why I was here last night ferociously doing <laughs> doing homework in your left these, hand. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'll show that <laughs> damn teacher. Yeah, with my yes. left hand. Um, right, and I I'm know. just like, you're not gonna make my baby lose her life, you know, For doing this. Ho- Doing homework and, you know, right, right. just because that's the standard. Well, and, you will you know, find, you know what, I know all of us in our family have done it. So done and done. I mean, I it's ugly and it is what it is. And I'm sure that there are many women who and parents who have done it. <laughs> done their kids homework. All right. Well, ugly mom moment. We've all done it. So now I will tell you mine. Okay. Now you, well, <laughs> I mean, I could tell it to you, but you witnessed it. So I <laughs> that's did? Okay, okay. Well, yeah, because um, the bridal shower, it was time to cut the cake. Now, I had cut oh. a piece of cake. <laughs> okay. I had cut a piece of cake I rem- for I remember now. <laughs> our mother and for myself. And I was walking back to sit down to eat them. <laughs> Stephanie came up and took both pieces from me and served herself, essentially, my piece of cake. <laughs> okay. So I said, 
well, I guess I'll just go back and get myself another piece of cake. So I turned around and because everybody had their own individual plates, these really pretty clear plates, uh, I grabbed a paper plate <laughs> and I slapped another piece on there. Now, I wasn't like pissed, but I was like, fine, I guess I'll just go back. So I grabbed myself another piece of cake on this this paper plate and I'm walking towards sitting down and I go to sit down and as I sit down I somehow hit my arm and thrust my cake onto the floor and of course it lands frosting side down <laughs> and the uh, the ugly karmic gods always try to remind me when I do this that you are nothing special and therefore we will punish you by making you be clumsy in front of your arch nemesis and that's exactly what occurred it fell on the floor, all over the floor. <laughs> well, see, what was funny is, is I don't think anybody saw, but you think that. Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, and I think you were honestly, Paula. I think you were just being really kind, because I think everybody saw. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, Kim was. It almost landed on her. I mean, oh, I, I thought it just fell at like the foot of the chair, and no. so I was laughing because like. I don't know how I saw it happen, but exactly, I just, which means many saw. Well, Mom and Stephanie didn't because they're like, what, "What's it. going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing." And so they kept handing me things to wipe up the cake <laughs> with, and I'm like, "I'm not wiping it up." And Mom handed me like you know one of the wavy shell plates, like as if we were gonna scrape it up or something like that. And well, the know. thing is, is that I I turned and she's like, "What happened?" And I said, "Oh, I spilled my stupid cake on the floor," and it's and it was like a. You know, it wasn't even like a little like, oh, oh, you know, like a little puffy little cloud fell. Because the cake had also been out for like a probably a couple hours. I yeah. Think so the it frosting. Was, it was kind of yeah. warm. The <laughs> so frosting was it just like not thick. It wasn't sticking. Yeah. So it, it kind of like it was like just this gooey mess on the floor. And so then, of course, because, you know, it's it's enough when I do ugly and awkward moments in front of strangers. But when I'm in front of the firing squad which is our family when things occur it doesn't end with just oh embarrassing for me no there's pot shots there's you know criticisms because we've all done it and we're just glad it wasn't us really and that's essentially what occurred so it was like being in it was like living at home again it's like i did something dumb and so of course stephanie because she's freaking deaf i was like she's like how did that happen why why do you have that cake plate you know, and I said, because you took my cake. No, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. I gave you, you took them assuming that what? these were for you. And so now we're having an argument and she's like, and then mom's like, what? oh, for Christ's sake, <laughs> someone give her a plastic plate for God's sake. We can't have you eating on a paper plate. You know, well, what and I'm difference like, does it make? I mean, look, I don't, this is our, this is just, what is, is it like? Life. Well, the big girl has to have the paper plate because, you know, yeah. she, she can't have the smaller plate. And I'm just like, no, yeah, no, no. because she because had a, such a giant slice of cake. I mean, no, it, it, it wasn't. See, that's the thing is it wasn't even about that. She goes, well, God forbid we can't have you eating off the cheap plate. We need to give you the fancy plate. Someone give her a fancy plate. God, and I'm like a million of them. I'm like, my cake is on the floor. I just want to clean it up. I know. Someone. That was <laughs> I have so people watching. funny. Do you remember our eye exchange? <laughs> what, you and I? Yeah. yeah, I looked at you and I'm like, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so I was funny. saying much at that point. I just was laughing. You were eating your gluten-free muffin tops that I got. Yeah, you. I was just grateful to have something sweet and gluten-free. Was it good? Were they good? 
I think so. Yeah. You don't remember? No, I mean, they. <laughs> here's the thing. When your tongue is like basically used to tasting everything, everything tastes like cardboard. True. You know, I mean, if something's, it could be sweet cardboard and I'd be happy. So You're like, I'm just glad I'm not going to have diarrhea after this. <laughs> God. Anyway, so that was my awkward moment. But what's funny is that it can never just be, you know, it ha- there has to be a lot of layers when you perform an awkward moment in front of your family, spe- well, our family specifically. I mean, nothing. Just oh, that's lets- true. You can't let anything go. It's got to, we've got to beat it to death. Everyone's like, oh, she's drunk or she's. Yeah. You know what? And I'm so sick of that statement because they're like, oh, you, you, you're drunk. And I'm like, I am not drunk. I had one glass of sangria. Okay. Our mother had a half a glass and she's getting touchy feely. Okay. She's the one. It wasn't me. I'm busy. I don't have any time to get hammered until I grab that picture. That must have been why she hugged me. And then when we pulled away, she still had my arms and was looking into my eyes. (laughs) Well, I figured with all five of us being there something had to happen i just and i thought about that actually when i was driving over there i'm like something's going to happen today (laughs) something wicked this way comes yes i just don't know who and i don't know when i just hope it's not me (laughs) someone's going to be making apologies there's going to be an apology tour at the end i always think somehow someone's gonna like slip and fall and like their skirt's (laughs) gonna fly up and their thong (laughs) is gonna hang out or something yeah. Well, luckily it was just the cake. Nothing else. Thank I was God. really, I was very concerned. I was, I even questioned on, on whether or not I should wear high heels because I thought, you know what? I really need to protect myself so that I don't do anything dumb. I know. I was, well, I mean, I wore those wedges, but I was thinking to myself, yeah. I'm like, maybe I should just like pretend to like take them off and leave them at the front door. Like just wear know, some slippers Like or I'm something. being polite, but really I'm just concerned about, you know, falling my ability to walk. <laughs> Really, but you know, considering the level of UG in that room, one cake fall, not too bad. No, that's not, not too bad, bad at all. Yeah, I don't. And it, you know, it had to be me, and that's okay. You know, I, I was humbled immediately. Well, you know what? If it was typical you, it would have been on your shirt. Well, that is true. You are right. I mean, you're. I mean, I don't think you went through high school without a stain on your French shirt. Jamie stains. Yeah. I was just telling Daryl about this. He had never heard it before. He goes, what's a Jamie stain? Uh, I said, oh, my God. (sighs) Well, because, first of all, a lot of it has to do with the fact when you have big boobs. Yeah. Number one. Number two, when you're clumsy, add that to that element. And number three, thinking you can wear white, which is a joke. Uh, yeah. Sitting for, you know, trying to eat. And then ultimately, I said for my whole life, I would drop dribbles of food on my <laughs> shirt. And then ultimately, the, the, the shirts would become stained. And so we made up this thing like we should start a clothing line called Jamie Stains <laughs> so that people will just already have them there if they're clumsy eaters. It's and people stained. will. It'll be. Yeah, it'll be the style. It'll be like this cool thing where, you know, every style is unique, you know, because it's just a stain of something. Somehow I grew out of it. I'm not sure what what happened, but I still am reminded occasionally and and it does occur for sure. I don't know if you were eating like a lot of soups or something or like, you know, things that (laughs) had like sauce on them. I don't think you do that as much anymore. Well, I do still have issues with um, (laughs) drinking liquids. I still somehow tend to have it dribble down my chin or something. Not not every time, but I can't eat popcorn. 
it all I, it all ends up in my bra. Yeah, I think that's why I started using straws because I kept <laughs> taking drinks and it's like they come out the sides of my mouth or something. And I'm like, yeah. what am I five? Yeah, you know what? I did that. I was trying to drink out of a bottle of water the other day, and I felt like that guy on airplane. You know, where it's just like <laughs> he has a drinking problem. Yeah, and I'm like, I might as well just throw it in my face. But exactly. Anyway, so that's that. So that's my ugly moment. Well, uh, I think you win simply okay. because you d- you did yours in front of the firing squad. I and really did. I know, and I survived barely. All right, well, let's wrap it up because your computer is getting ready to blow up again, I can tell. Okay, so thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Keep on coming back. We appreciate your patronage. Speaking of, visit our Amazon page and our Avon page and do some shopping. I know uh, the weather is getting ready to change, so it's a good time to uh, update on your items. We'll see you next week as Wedding Countdown continues. TikTok. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it for this week. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.